One more week, and we will have completed 11 weeks of study of uh, what's commonly called doctrine, Christian truth and belief, uh, using the outline of the Apostles' Creed, 110 words that have served people in churches and, or count and congregations across over a thousand years of history around the world in almost every religious and I mean every Christian tradition and denomination and we're connected to all that and we believe in God the Father and God the Son and God the Holy Spirit and it's my prayer that you know why you believe those and and what the implications are what difference it makes in you and through you because of those truths and today we get to what Martin Luther called the very best phrase in the whole creed, the forgiveness of sins. And next week, we get to talk about the resurrection of the body and everlasting life. Anybody think that's a good idea? All right, I do not want to miss that one. Not only do I not want to miss the sermon, I don't want to miss the reality, right? Uh, the, The resurrection of the body and life everlasting. So before I get into the forgiveness of sins and all that that means, um, Nancy and I were trying to make sure everybody individually, each person has their own card with uh, the forgiveness of sins and a scripture verse and a blank line. Um, You can't really share it with anybody else because it's between you and God and this is how we're going to close the service today. I don't know, do any of you know that I have a very smart wife, a gifted wife, a godly wife, and... So about a month ago, Nancy said to me, you know, Glenn, it wouldn't it be cool if someday at the end of a service, um, you could do that teaching you often do about the words that Jesus said from the cross, and we could get stamps made up, um, and we could stamp on somebody's card that word that signifies the payment of Christ for the sins of the whole world. And we could have it because she said in her Bible, she has bookmarks and and poetry and, and song lyrics that God has used in her life at a particular time. And she, she thought it would be powerful for her to have that and possibly for you to have that. So at the close of today's service, if God speaks to you, in the first service there were lines down both sides here and it took us quite a while, which was a very good thing. Uh, you will have the opportunity to come and Pastor Shane or I will stamp on your card a very significant word that I'll talk about in just a little while. Today, I'm asking God to speak to us about one of four aspects of the forgiveness of sins. I love the, the brilliance of the Apostles' Creed because there's this like economy of words, right? How do you say the most truth with the least words? the forgiveness of sins. I need to be forgiven, and so do you. Say that to somebody. I need to be forgiven, and so do you. (laughs) No, no. Look them in the eye. I need to be forgiven, and so do you, okay? (laughs) Maybe you're having a hard time with that right now. I'm not sure. And then also, forgiveness of sins means I also need to forgive people who sin against me, right? I need to be forgiving. See, as Lewis said, we all believe in forgiveness until it comes to forgiving somebody else. Then it gets a whole lot harder, and isn't that the truth? Isn't that the truth? So, okay, four things. 
First of all, there may be some here, I'm sure there are, who have never really claimed the saving forgiveness of Jesus Christ for you. God has purchased your forgiveness on the cross in Jesus Christ. It is the most amazing free gift of eternal life you could ever receive, but it isn't ours until we receive it by faith. We say, yes, I need it. I welcome this gift of God's forgiveness. So today might be your day. And then there are some of us who have received the gift of God's forgiveness. We've been following Jesus Christ. But today, as we listen to the word of God, God reminds us of something. Um, Maybe something that's been getting a hold in us and on us that we need to let go of. We need fresh forgiveness. You know that from time to time we need fresh forgiveness? And so that may be the case for you today. And if it is, I pray that you would open your heart and spirit to God's fresh forgiveness in your life. The third thing is that I'm always amazed when I meet people who say they follow Jesus, but they're bored with it. They're sort of like in the gray no man's land of I go to church and I kind of believe, but not much, doesn't make a lot of difference. Really? The forgiveness of sins The forgiveness of sins. Jesus Christ paid the debt for the sins of the whole world, including yours. And so in my mind, the only appropriate response to that is to either be on our knees or on our feet, thanking and praising God forever. I don't ever want to get over that. I don't ever want to get used to that. And so maybe the Holy Spirit today will prompt you to say, you know, I've been a little blasé about my faith. And today I need to celebrate the forgiveness of my sins and be truly thankful to the depth of my being. So that's three. Those who receive forgiveness for the first time, those who need fresh forgiveness today because the Spirit of God is speaking into your life. And then those who need to celebrate God's forgiveness. And then, as we've already mentioned, those to whom the Spirit of God would say, You need to be forgiving. You need to be forgiving. So on the back of today's program, there's an outline. And the first uh, fill-in is here on the screen. The forgiveness of sins is both for me and from me. For me and from me. Jesus said in the Lord's Prayer, he taught us these, these words. And forgive us our sins as we have forgiven those who sin against us. Now, some of us learned the Lord's Prayer with a different word in there. Instead of sins, what word did you learn? Forgive us our trespasses or forgive us our debts. That's the word that I grew up on in the church where I attended as a child. We said, forgive us our debts. Both trespasses and debts are a variation on this word, sins. Those who sin against us and let us Don't let us yield to temptation, but rescue us from the evil one. If you forgive those who sin against you, your heavenly Father will forgive you. Wow, there's the good news, right? But if you refuse to forgive others, your heavenly Father will not forgive your sins. Really? 
Really? That is what it says? Uh, I, I don't think most Christians I know really believe it, but I believe God says what he means and means what he says. That a lack of forgiveness, especially if it's harbored and held, and we'll get into this a little bit later, you know, forgiveness doesn't mean a happy feeling. Forgiveness is not, uh, you know, something that just happens whether we want it to or not. Forgiveness is a choice. Forgiveness is a decision, and sometimes we have to keep making that decision and cooperating with the Spirit of God. It isn't, I'm not saying it's easy, okay? I'm just saying it's right. And I'm saying it's right because Jesus said it's right. And so I just remind us today that God forgives us and calls on us to be forgiving. Forgiveness is a two-way street. Colossians chapter 3, you know, last Sunday night, we're in our in our circle group, and this text came up from Colossians chapter 3. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other. That sounds like the verse we referenced earlier today from Ephesians, right? Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against anyone. Here's the kicker. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. Which is clearly saying, you know, if you really understand the truth about yourself, (laughs) how forgiven you are, and how little you deserve it, then how can you withhold it from anybody else? We forgive in the same way that we are forgiven. God forgives sins. The Bible says He forgives all our sins. And that's your next fill-in. In the Old Testament, in the book of Exodus, we see this um, rather amazing encounter with Moses receiving the Ten Commandments and coming down only to find Aaron and the people, the, the children of Israel, in this horrible, decadent, evil celebration with a golden calf. And before God speaks judgment on them, which he does... As the introduction to what he is about to say, Exodus 34, beginning with the first five, he says, The Lord descended in the cloud and stood there with him and proclaimed his name, the Lord. And he passed in front of Moses proclaiming, now listen to this, the Lord, the Lord, the Lord, right? The compassionate and gracious God slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness, maintaining love to thousands and forgiving wickedness, rebellion, and sin. This is our God. And I think that many times we forget this is our God. This is who He is. Do you believe this is who God is? Who is He? The God of, who is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, Somebody was in my office the other day and they said some pretty hard things and we were processing through it and it got kind of quiet. And they looked at me and said, oh, pastor, I, I hope I'm not making you mad at me. And I said, it's hard to get mad at you because I love you. Love overcomes anger. Okay, I, I don't always get it Right? Okay, I don't mean to pretend that that's always what I say or do, but in that moment, that's, that was the truth. I felt like, okay, we can say hard things to each other because we love 
each other. Look at that. Slow to anger, abounding in love and forgiveness, maintaining, sustaining, continuing to love to thousands and forgiving wickedness, rebellion, and sin. Okay, so what kind of sins does God forgive? Wickedness. Wickedness. That's bad. Isn't that bad? I mean, there's, there's bad and then there's wicked. And then there's really, really wicked. And this is the truth about us that many of us live with wicked things we've done. You know, very, very few of us would want our worst moment played on the big screen. Right? And we know that. In the core of our being, we know that. And sometimes it haunts us. It can even haunt us for years and years after we've given our lives to Christ and received his forgiveness. We, we don't live in forgiveness. The Lord forgives wickedness. You may have gone some places and done some things or are maybe going some places or doing some things that are wicked. And if you will bring them to Jesus, he will forgive you. Don't believe the lie that says you're too far gone or you can never come back. The Lord forgives wickedness and rebellion. What's rebellion? Rebellion means I knew it was wrong and I did it anyway, right? (laughs) There's that kind of that spirit that says, okay, I know I'm not supposed to do that, but I want to do that. And so I'm going to do that. And now I've done that. Isn't it interesting how temptation works? On the way into temptation, what does the evil one say? It's not a big deal. It'll feel good. You know, just, just, just everybody's doing it, whatever. Just go, go ahead. No problem. And then once you've done it, what does he say? You slug. You creep. You know, how, how, dastardly are you? How will, how will you ever face God again? Did you know that both those things are lies? Both those things are lies. Both the fact that it's no big deal, you know, go ahead, that's a lie. But the fact that it's unforgivable and impossible to, for Christ to cleanse, that's a lie too. For God will forgive. He forgives wickedness, rebellion, and sin. Sin, um, I know that's kind of the catch-all word. Uh, Did you know that Christians really believe that there are a lot of things that are sin that are not against the law, right? Sin is bigger than just robbing a bank or killing people or sleeping around. Sin is not loving your neighbor as yourself. Sin is closing your heart to the poor and the oppressed. I mean, you you read scripture, sin sin is having an obsession with myself and what I want. And so the reality is that all of us have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And the way out of our sin is to confess it. One of my favorite scriptures I learned as an early believer, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And I love how that verse is constructed because it doesn't say the word all at the beginning. It only says it at the end. 
doesn't say if we confess all our sins. It says if we confess our sins. I can't even remember all my sins. That's how bad I am. Okay, and I think that's probably the truth about you. So we confess what we know to confess. The Holy Spirit convicts us. Do you know what that means? He taps us on the shoulder. He shines his light into the corners of our heart. He says, see that? Did you see what you said? Did you see what you did? Do you see how you think? And when that happens, to confess means to agree, to not explain it away, not defend it, not excuse it. I'm actually old enough, I took Latin in high school in Canada. Ooh, you are old, Pastor Glenn. Okay, Latin, Latin, Latin. Con means with, fess means say. I say with God, I have sinned. That was wrong. I shouldn't feel that way. I have a a prejudiced spirit. I have a self-centered attitude. I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have gone there. I agree. If we confess our sins, Lord, I'm so sorry. I was wrong. He is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and cleanse us, here it comes, from all unrighteousness. And that leads us to the word that my wife wanted me to bring to the congregation today and give you the opportunity to have stamped on that card. Would you take the card? And uh, I hope everyone has one. If you don't, there's still some here. And in a little while, you can get some, okay? But the idea was for each individual to have a card. And the card contains a scripture verse. Colossians 2 Verses 13 and 14. You were dead because of your sins and because your sinful nature was not yet cut away. Then God made you alive with Christ for he forgave. If you have anything to write with, would you circle or underline the word forgave? And then all your sins. So maybe circle forgave and underline all your sins. This is for you to keep, by the way. So I'm just suggesting that it might make it special and personal for you, okay? He canceled the charges against us. Wow. The charges against us. Just think, what would happen if, if all the sins you've ever committed were written up on like a bill? <laughs> you know, this is your moral bill. Every time you told a lie or got unnecessarily angry or spoke evil words, swore at somebody. Every time, you know, here's the bill, right? Here's what you did. And this says that Jesus canceled the record of the charges against us and took it away by doing what? By, what does it say? By nailing it to the cross. When Jesus died on the cross, between his hands and the, the wood was the bill of my sin and yours. And the blood of Jesus Christ covers that list of sins. It cancels the debt against us by nailing it to the cross. Wow. Wow. So here we are today, thankful, uh, you know, just amazed by, overwhelmed by the kindness, the goodness, the grace of God in Jesus Christ. Why was Jesus born in Bethlehem? 
he was born to die. He was born to be the sacrifice for the sins of the whole world. And he lived a perfect life and he loved like no one ever loved and he taught like no one ever taught. And when the end came, it wasn't murder that put him on the cross. It was sacrifice. It was love. And in that moment, he paid in full the sins of the whole world, including mine and yours. And the word that the scriptures use to describe that is from the seven last words of Christ. You've heard that expression? The seven last words of Christ? The last one was, Father, into your hands I commend my spirit when Jesus breathed his last. The sixth one, the thing he said just before that was, it is finished. It is finished. What was finished? Well, the plan of God to pay for the sins of the whole world was finished. The scripture tells us that that plan began before the foundations of the world. Somehow back in eternity, before God spoke creation into being, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit discussed the plan. And the Father said, we are going to create a universe with a particular planet, and on that planet, we will put people made in our image, and they will be given the opportunity to love and worship the one true God. But in order for that to be possible, in order to love and worship God, we will give them the gift of free will. Because it's only love if you can choose it. And by giving them the gift of free will, we will give them the possibility of sin, the possibility to rebel. And we will have to do something about it because sin can't go unpunished. God is holy and perfect. And I can only imagine that there in the throne room of heaven there was a discussion about a pastor who was kind of full of himself. And the man who was cruel to his kids. And the wife who was unfaithful to her husband. And the world filled with selfishness. And Jesus said, I'll go. And when the time was exactly right, he did. He came, he lived among us, And he let the soldiers beat him and nail him to the cross. But them nailing him to the cross was not his greatest defeat. It's our greatest victory. It is the payment for our sins by faith in Christ. I love what it says. He canceled the record of the charges against us and took it away. (laughs) Took it away by nailing it to the cross. And when Jesus said, it is finished, he was referring to the, to the salvation plan that had been put in place. And he was referring to the fact that the debt was paid. And so the word, it is finished, is one word in the original language. I've talked about it before. You've probably heard it. To telestai. 
tetelestai. It's what you stamped on a bill when the last payment was made, paid in full, tetelestai. And so what we're going to do here in the next few moments, we've had stamps made with tetelestai on them in red. You can kind of perhaps see what I did here. And I'm going to invite you to write your name and the date on that line in the middle of the paper, okay? And you can do that right now. Whether you do anything else with it or not, that will be up to you. But it might be a good thing to write your name and the date on that line. And then in a few moments, we're going to sing and, and have time to pray. And if you would like, if it would serve you, if it would help you to move forward in your walk with God, here's what you could do. You could say in your heart, Today, Lord, I receive forgiveness. I want my sins to be paid in full. And of course, stamping that word on your card, that doesn't going to do it, right? That's just an illustration of a spiritual reality. And so maybe that's what God is saying to you today. Today is my day to receive forgiveness. You might also be the person to whom Jesus speaks by his spirit and says, you need fresh forgiveness. You need a clean bill. <laughs> you need to get up today. Today's the day for that. Or the Lord may just whisper to your heart and say, celebrate, rejoice, own, receive the forgiveness of Christ. And then there's that final one, that matter of forgiving other people. I just want to say as we draw to our prayer time, I don't take that lightly. I understand how much that can hurt, I, especially if you've been wounded or abused or mistreated by someone you trusted, maybe even somebody who said they were a Christian. Forgive as Christ has forgiven you. Make the choice, be willing. Sometimes, I don't know about you, but sometimes my prayer starts like this. Lord, I'm willing to be willing to forgive. I'm not there yet, but I'm willing to have you work in me and change my heart and help me. Maybe that's where you need to start. Or maybe you've been working on it for a while now. And today you just want to re-up, you know, say, okay, for, for this moment, for this time, for this place, I choose to forgive. And then when the moment is right, as we pray, if you want to come and have us stamp the word tetelestai on here, then I'd like you to take it, keep it. Maybe even later today or early this week, maybe you want to make a note or two on the back. This is just for you, okay? Maybe you put the initials of somebody that you need to forgive on here, on the back. Maybe you list uh, in a way that would serve you something for which you want to receive God's forgiveness today. The Lord laid on him the iniquity of us all. Jesus took the list of charges against us and took it away, triumphing over it, nailing it to the cross. Dishonesty selfishness, lust, greed, anger, racism, tetelestai, tetelestai, it's paid for, receive it, believe it, live it, walk in it, tetelestai, it is finished, tetelestai, 
paid in full. To tell us die, you're forgiven. To tell us die, walk in freedom and newness of life. Let's pray. Lord God, I thank you so much. The, the loudest voice in this room is not mine, it's yours. And as you speak into our hearts, for anybody in this room who's never given their heart and life truly, fully to you, may this be their moment of faith. Lord, I need you. I feel you calling me. I sense you knocking on the door of my heart and I open it and I receive you by faith. Forgive me. Lord, I pray that you would change our lives this morning. Lord, for anybody who's walking in disobedience or half-heartedness, maybe it's been too long since we got on our knees, poured out our heart, Today, we confess, we admit it. Forgive us, we need it again. And Lord, whether it's on our knees or on our feet, with our hands in the air and our souls stretched wide, we love you, we worship you, we never want to get over you. Thank you for the cross. Thank you for the blood. Thank you for the forgiveness of sins. And Lord, for those who are struggling to forgive someone else, teach us, help us, walk us down this pathway. Lord, we believe today that forgiveness is not just a command to be obeyed, but it's a pathway to freedom. So God, help us just now. Whatever you say to us, we say yes to you. Hear our prayers, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Please stand. And as the Spirit of God speaks in your heart, if you'd like to have us stamp the word to tell us die on the card uh, today. Um, Bring your card, sign it, put the date on it, and we'll bless you and just pray for you for a second. And, uh, and we'll sing. Let's all sing.